Thank you for watching this presentation. I am Lavista Jones, and we are going to talk about automating your grind and reclaiming your time. Today, we are coming together to talk about how we can automate the grind and reclaim our time. So first, let me just, you know, apologize off the rip. Um, I woke up this morning, I think that something in the desert that I am like super allergic to like bloomed overnight because I, I woke up like, oh, I can't like uh, swallow. So <laughs> if my voice is a little raspy, I do apologize. I try to take some allergy stuff beforehand and I sound better, but it don't sound super great. But I think that we'll be able to power through. So let's go ahead and jump in. Like Chelsea said, we have a lot to cover um, with each other in today's session. So the first thing, I just have a question for everybody. And if you can put your response in the chat by like just raising your hand, but does this statement resonate with you? When you think about your business and the day-to-day -day of your operations, do you feel like, I don't have the time to do everything that I want to do. I need to reach out to clients. I need to get these proposals out. I need to get these contracts signed. I need to do this. I need to do that. But at the end of the day, you start feeling like there are more things for me to do than I actually have hours in the day for me to do. So if you, if you resonate with this, just put a hand up or emoji or something like that in the chat or say, heck yeah, like I feel like this in the chat. We got lots and, of yeses and it never <laughs> stops in the chat. It never stops, but it can stop or at least it can get better. And so we'll talk about some of those ways that that can happen um, in our time together today. So thank you, Chelsea, because I can't see the chat. So I appreciate you uh, jumping in and telling me what everybody is saying. Um, if you will, I can't see you, but entertain me if uh, for a bit and close your eyes because I have... Um, a quick visualization that I want you all to do. And I want you to imagine what life will look like if you suddenly found some extra time in your day. That could be 20 minutes of, of time that you find that you can use to maybe snuggle up with a book and a cup of coffee or to go take a walk around the neighborhood or to use it however you want. Maybe you wanna take a midday nap. Um, but just imagine what would life look like if you suddenly just found yourself with some extra time in your day and start thinking about those ways that you would use that because I'm actually going to ask you to share um, later on in um, the presentation. So as we move forward, um, as Chelsea said, my name is LaVista. If you think hasta la vista, you'll remember how to say it every single time, I promise. So I am the CEO and founder of 31 Marketplace, um, which is an agency that works with small business owners to help them basically get ish done um, without burnout. <laughs> And so, um, you know, CEO and founder of 31 Marketplace is one of the roles uh, that I currently hold. As you can see from these pictures, there's a lot of different things that I do um, day to day. So not only am I a business owner, I am a wife. Uh, I've been friends with my husband for 21 years, and we will um, have been married for 11 years as of this year. I'm a mama um, to a very energetic six and a half year old. Uh, that half is very important to him right now at this phase 
days and it's late. Um, I am a public speaker. I am an author. Um, and I'm also a podcast host. So there are lots of different hats that I wear um, throughout the day. And through my business, I've actually spent the last 16 years helping entrepreneurs to cultivate their own culture of work-life balance. Um, and to do that leveraging systems in self-care. And I, uh, the work that I do is actually founded on this framework that I created, which is called the Boss Shift. And I'll just go through it really quickly um, because it's the foundation of actually what we're going to be talking about today. So the B in the Boss Shift is actually preparing for battle. And so really, I think anything that we um, really need to find a solution for in our business, it all starts with our mindset, right? What it is that we are thinking, how we're approaching that situation. So when it comes to systems and self-care, making a shift in your business, one of the things that is pretty critical is we have to resist the expectation that being overworked is the only way for us to succeed. The O in the boss shift is actually calling out the overwhelm. So it kind of ties back to that first question that I asked you, right? Like, do you resonate with feeling like I don't have enough time in the day to get all the stuff done that I need to get done? So in acknowledging that step, you're acknowledging that suffocating weight that, you know, you might be dealing with in your business or in your life, right? Like whatever that actual overwhelm is and calling that out. The first S in the boss shift is about systems, so optimizing your systems. And so that's developing those efficient and automated backend systems to do the heavy lifting. And that's in your business, but it's in your life, right? Like we use systems day to day, whether we are actually doing stuff for work or not. You know, if you are a business owner, a corporate leader, a stay-at-home mom, you use systems every day because really what a system is, is a step of ordered um, steps that you take in order to get yourself from point A to point B, right? So me being a mom, for an example, you know, my son, he's in the first grade right now. We have a morning routine that we do every single day, Monday through Friday. He gets up, he goes downstairs, he has breakfast. After breakfast, he does his bathroom stuff. He does his hair, he washes his face, he brushes his teeth. He puts on lotion if I threaten him to do so. <laughs> and then he gets dressed, we get his lunch packed, his backpack packed, we're out the door at the same time. That That's a system, right? It's, a, it's the way that we actually do what we do in the morning. Um, and then the last S in that boss shift is practicing self-care. And it's infusing uh, your systems that you have within your business, within your life, with deep resonant um, self-care routines. Because I truly believe that there is a way to do the work that you love doing um, without sacrificing yourself to do it and being on that path to burnout. So for our time today, we're actually going to be staying in um, section three, which is optimizing systems. And we're going to be talking about how we do that by leveraging automation. I want to tell you a little story um, about when I was doing things in a much more manual way. Um, and I realized that by doing so, not only was I wasting my own time, I was wasting my client's time as well. So 
it was actually one of the very first clients that I had signed and I was so excited, you know, that she had said yes. And so at the time, my process for like getting a contract for a new client was I had this board document. So I had to go find this board document, update it with all of her information. Then I turned it into a PDF and I emailed it to her. I was like, hey, sign this, get this back to me. Um, and, you know, I'm just like, hey, I've done like this great thing. I've got my contract out. It's going to get signed like boom, bam, boom. And we happened to be in a mastermind together and uh, we signed on to a call shortly after we had decided to work together. And our coach was just like, hey, you know, let me know, share a hurdle that you faced this week, you know, within your business. And so my client started talking and she's like, you know, she was like, I hired a new um, consultant to help me with my business this week, which I'm really excited about. However, and like, then I started listening a little closer because I'm like, I think she's talking about me and I'm like this doesn't actually sound favorable I'm like what is going on and so she started talking about my contract process right which is part of my new client onboarding she was like I was excited to start working she was like but it was really hard for me to actually execute the contract that she sent because she sent it over as a pdf I had to print it off I had to sign it like scan it back to her she was like it was a very clunky very time-consuming process for me and you know I wish that there had been a way to have made it easier for me to say yes to her and hearing that feedback right it wasn't malicious she wasn't trying to be mean she was just getting honest feedback. She didn't say it was me. She didn't out me in the group, but I knew that she was talking about me and I was so flipping embarrassed. And I made up my mind. I was just like, if nothing else comes out of today's conversation, I'm going to figure out a way to automate this process so that one, I'm not doing all the stuff that I have to do as far as making a PDF and like re-editing, you know, this word document and doing all this stuff and signing, you know, getting it signed and sending the onus to my client to, to execute it. And so I signed up for a, um, a, a document signature tool like immediately after that call because I was like I can't let this <laughs> happen with another client again I need to make it easy for people to say yes to me and I found that leveraging automation was one of those ways to make that happen so if you raise your hand at the beginning of our call together you are not alone. There was a recent study that was done of about 2,000 other small business owners. And of those business owners that were surveyed, 57% of them also said that they do not have the time to do everything that they want to do in their business. And I think that the common denominator there is that we oftentimes are part of team too much, right? When we start our businesses, we typically do so as entrepreneurs, meaning we are the ones wearing all of the hats in the business. We are the salesperson, we're the marketing person, we are customer service, we um, are the accountant, and you know, we're the talent that actually brings the magic into the marketplace. And for a time, I think that's a manageable place to be. Um, but as like your clientele grows, as your business grows, as you think about wanting to scale, that's actually not a sustainable pace for you to be the one doing all of the things.
And that's part of that boss shift that we have to change the way that we're thinking about that growth and, um, you know, how we are wanting to show up in the marketplace, right? And not be part of team too much <laughs> going forward. So let's go ahead and dive into it, right? Um, how do we automate the grind and reclaim our time? During our time together, we're going to cover three distinct things. The first one um, being calculating the real costs of not leveraging automation in your business. The second thing is identifying what to actually automate in your business. So I, I have identified a few things that I think are pretty critical that as business owners that we have to automate and stop wasting our time to do. And the third one is um, walking away with developing a strategy around what to automate first, because I know that entrepreneurs often have um, struggles prioritizing, hey, what should I do first? What should I give my attention to first? And so we'll talk about some strategies to use to prioritize um, automating things in your business as well. So with that, I'm going to get into showing you how to actually leverage automation to give yourself the gift of time. So give it a check-in. Are we good to go? Everybody is ready to rock and roll to do this. I'm hoping we have some thumbs up. You're in agreement with me and you're, you're tracking with me so far. Yep, thumbs up. Awesome. All right, so the first thing is the cost that we are paying not to leverage automation is too high. So I wanna actually do a, um, an exercise with us. You're gonna be on the honor system, right? <laughs> so you might just do some mental math. You might have a piece of paper there that you are writing something on, but um, I want you to have in mind, what's one thing that you wish that you could get off of your plate? That's usually one of those like magic questions, right? That I ask a client, what's one thing that you would want to stop doing, stop having to be responsible to do in like the day-to-day -day of running your business? Maybe that is setting up appointments or following up with um, appointments, letting them know that like, hey, we're meeting tomorrow or um, something like that. Or maybe it is like the example that I gave, uh, sending out, uh, contracts or maybe sending out proposals like what is that thing that it's like oh if I could just like unload this thing it would just make me so happy to be able to get that time back and when you have that thing you know if you're following along and kind of doing this on your own the first thing I want you to do as we're calculating the cost of not leveraging automation is I want you to take the amount um of time that it takes to complete that task. So does it take you 15 minutes to send out a contract? Does it take you half an hour to do this particular task that you want to get rid of? And when you have that task in mind and how long it takes you, I want you to also think about how often on average that task is completed. So for the example, I have uh, one that I've kind of mapped out and have done the math for us. And it's about around onboarding a new client. So um, before I really started focusing on leveraging automation and putting good solid systems uh, in place for myself, I used to have a very clunky 
um, disjointed onboarding process for a new client. I kind of already gave you some insight to that with my client, right? When she was talking about my uh, contract process. And so I think at the time I had to log into maybe five different tools to be able to send their contract um, for them to sign, to send an invoice for them to pay, sign into someplace else for me to send a welcome email to let them know, hey, here are our next steps um, that we need to take in order for you to schedule your next call, whatever the case may be. And on average, that took me about an hour to do per client um, with an average of uh, onboarding about five clients per month. So if you do that math, that's around five hours per month, which is 60 hours per year, really of wasted time. And I say wasted because there are tools that can automate every single step of that onboarding process that I talked about, right? And I don't know about you, but when you look back at, you know, that slide that I showed with all of those pictures of me, of all of those roles that I play, and thinking about all of the roles that you play, I don't have five hours a month to waste. I don't have 60 hours a year to waste. Whatever that task that you have in mind and you know how often you do it, you don't have that kind of time to waste either. So taking it even beyond just the physical time, that, that just precious resource of time that we never get back, I want us to actually look at it in terms of revenue as well. So um, continuing with the calculation, I want you to take that number of wasted time and multiply it by your hourly rate. And so you might be sitting there thinking, well, Lisa, I don't charge by the hour. I have flat rates or project rates or uh, program investment. That's fine. Um, even if you have more of a flat rate um, that you use, I think that you have in mind what your hourly rate kind of is. So kind of get that in mind. And I want you to finish out that calculation. So take those number of wasted hours. For this example, it was um, 60, right? And multiply it by your hourly rate. So for this example, I use an hourly rate of $150 per hour, right? So, you know, that might be the cost of like a coaching call or um, a consulting call or something like that. And so when we completely multiply that out, the time itself that is being wasted doing tasks that you just really should not be doing um, and the money associated with that time that's being wasted in this example, that's nine grand of potential lost revenue because the time that you are spending sending out contracts or sending out proposals or going back and forth with somebody to get on your calendar for coffee, that's time that you could be coaching with somebody. That's time that you could be having a consulting you know, time with somebody. It's time that you could be doing something like with a group program. Um, so, you know, Again, I don't know about you. I didn't have 60 hours, you know, to just waste and, and do things with that I could be doing, you know, other stuff with my time. I also don't have $9,000 that I can leave on the table because I'm so consumed doing these other things that I can't focus on the stuff that actually brings revenue into the business. And if you're anything like me, you can't afford um, those kind of losses either. So sitting there, you might be thinking, well, you know, I think that the solution is 
I should hire a VA to do the stuff that I don't want to do. Like, I don't want to send out contracts. I don't want to send out proposals. I don't want to do my scheduling. I'll just hire a VA. And I hear that a lot. That's actually usually one of the first um, conversations that I have. Like, you know what? Anything I need to hire a VA, work with me to, you know, tell them the things that I need them to do. And usually my first, like, response to that is like, why do you need a VA? Like, have you really looked at how you can make the systems that you currently have more efficient, leverage automations, really optimize how you're using the tools that you have? Um, and, you know, I think that entrepreneurs and small business owners do need VA support. Like, I love VAs. I have two of them. Um, but I think that it comes much later um, in your growth process. It's usually not uh, a business owner's best next move to make, it usually is looking at your processes. How can we make them more efficient? How can we use tools to do these things? Because quite honestly, delegating an inefficient process to someone else is just passing that overwhelm to another person, but now it's on your dime right? So thinking about that onboarding experience that I laid out when we were doing the calculations, that used to take me about an hour to do. So imagine me paying a VA five hours a month that she's on the clock to take care of those tasks. Well, now that I have a, a really solid system in place to onboard a client and we leverage automation all the way through that, it takes about 30 seconds to do that. And so if I had just went totally to the VA route to just delegate the task instead of, instead of trying to see if there was a way to leverage automation to do that, I would be paying her, right? Five plus hours every month to do that, which, you know, hey, it's an investment in your business, but I would actually rather pay her to do things that really require a human touch that I as a CEO should not be doing. So again, delegating an inefficient process, you're really just passing that overwhelm that you're feeling right now onto somebody else. And in my opinion, that's not the way to build a solid team. So the second thing, um, we need to fire ourselves, right? You need to write a pink slip for yourself for um, things in the business, because quite honestly, there are just things that you may be doing right now that you just should not be doing, um, but you might not know what you need to fire yourself from. So key thought here is that you leverage automation to fire yourself from repetitive time-consuming tasks. I keep going back to some of the same examples because if you are onboarding clients, nine times out of 10, you're sending them a contract. That's something that happens every single time you work with a new client. And knowing that that's a repetitive thing that takes time out of your schedule to do, that's something that can be automated, right? So it's Fire yourself from anything that is repetitive and time consuming. That's kind of the rule of thumb here. And so what I want to go through now are, I think, like the top five things that if you were doing any of these things, you need to write yourself a pink slip today after today's session. And here they all are, right? The, the top five. First one is appointment scheduling um, and confirmations. The second one, sending out proposals. The third one, electronic signatures on contracts. 
the fourth being um, ACH payments and invoices. And then the last one that I think is part of the top five is sending out cards and gifts. So let's go into some examples and some tool recommendations that will actually help you leverage automation for these things in the business. So the first thing is appointment scheduling and confirmations. So one of the main pushbacks that I typically get is, well, I don't want to use a scheduler because I don't want to seem impersonal when I'm talking to somebody, either getting them on the calendar for a coffee or to do some networking or to talk to them about working with me. And I get that, right? You know, I think that depending on what your core values are with the company, um, you might want a more you know, white glove, high touch with your clients. And I totally understand that. But I think that, you know, I would counter that with if after they say yes to working with you and you give them amazing service and you take care of them like nobody else has, that's going to be what they're going to remember. They're going to remember how you made them feel, how working with you was, how amazing it was. And the fact that they got on your calendar via a scheduling link, I don't think is going to be, um, you know, part of like this lasting memory, right? They're going to be thankful that they were able to get on and talk to you with ease um, so that you could give them the solution to their problem. The other thing I would counter with that, um, and it's kind of my own, you know, point of view and maybe a pet peeve of mine, but, you know, when you ask somebody like, hey, let's grab coffee or let's meet or whatever, for me, it is so annoying to do that volleying back and forth via email, like, well, what's, what about Tuesday at one? Does that work? Well, no, I can't do it until Wednesday at 2.30. Well, 2.30 doesn't work for me on Wednesday. What about Friday at 10? And it's just like, oh my gosh, like before you know it, maybe you've spent 15, 20 minutes between all of these emails back and forth, right? Those are some of those things that are like a time suck that you're not going to get that time back, right? Scheduling, getting on your calendar, again, that's one of those repetitive time-consuming things. Leverage automation to fire yourself from doing this couple of key things that I want to share that I personally do. I have a vanity URL um, that I just snagged off of GoDaddy. It's workwithlavisa.com. So if I'm speaking and I'm talking from stage, if I'm at a networking event, you know, whatever the case may be, if I want to schedule something with, with somebody, I can just tell them go to workwithlavisa.com and get on my calendar. It automatically pulls up so that they can schedule, get on, and we can talk about what we want to do. Having a vanity URL like that. Um, it just kind of makes it easy for you to kind of just share that. Um, you can link that to any of like the tools that I have listed here. A great uh, automatic scheduler is Calendly. That is um, one that to a certain degree, you can even use for free um, and try it out. You can put all of your confirmation emails in there, reminder emails in there, right? So that you're not the one spending time saying, hey, FYI, don't forget, we have a call coming up tomorrow at two. You write that email out, what you want that you know, experience to be like before they get on the phone with you or before they get on the Zoom call with you. You put those emails in a tool like Calendly. They get on your calendar, they get a confirmation email a day before, an hour before, whatever your preference is. They get an email that says, hey, we've got a call. If you can't make it here, you can reschedule. That's time that you're not spending managing your calendar in that way. So Calendly is a great tool for that. Acuity is a great tool for that. 
Time Trade is a great tool for that. And one of my personal favorites, because I use it for my own business, it's a CRM called Dubsado um, that actually allows you to leverage um, a few different um, things in the, in the same uh, tool. So in Dubsado, you can do your scheduling, send out proposals, invoices, those kind of things. So you'll see that I'll you know, have Dubsado listed on quite a few of these top five that we're going through. The second one was sending out proposals. So talked a little bit about CRMs just a bit ago. There are tools that are out there that are designed um, to take care of a lot of these things that I'm talking about for you in an automated way. You have to spend a little bit of time, sometimes, you know, a little money as well to get those things set up on the front end, you know, as far as email templates or canned emails that you would want to go out, you know, send this proposal and this is what this says, send this invoice, this is what this says. But once that work is done on the front end, that heavy lifting is done on the front end, it takes you like I said, like the click of a button to send out a contract and an invoice and those kind of things in a solid CRM. So a couple of the suggestions that I have here, looking into something like 17 Hats or HoneyBooks, or again, something like a Dubsado. One of the key things that I um, try to tell clients about proposals, especially those of you that have very, um, what you would feel like customized things to get out, um, in a, a CRM like one of these, make a proposal that is as um, general you know, as possible, right? That like in general, this is the offer that I that I, I create. Because in all of them, you have the capability before it goes out to that person that you can make little tweaks, but it doesn't make sense for you to try to reinvent the wheel um, and create like a brand new proposal, like outline every single time you need to send something out to a client. So using something like this will just kind of help streamline that. And the less, um, unique each proposal needs to be, the easier it will be to implement something like this in your business. The third thing, electronic signatures on contracts, you know, again, talked about that in my example, um, where I was embarrassed on my mastermind call with my client. Um, I think this was one of the very first tools that I ever invested in in my business after going through that experience. Um, so I think that the one that I used was HelloSign. It's, you know, it's a tool that's out there that um, you can actually set up templates and in, in tools like that. Here is my base contract um, with terms, things like that. Um, you can set up email templates to say, hey, Chelsea, here's the contract, you know, for us to sign. So again, you're not writing that email over and over again. Chelsea and I have met. She says, yes, she wants to work with me. I can go to something like HelloSign, type in her email address, and it will send that contract to her to sign. I can sign it, and it's super quick. You know, there's not a lot of back and forth. I'm not putting any onus on her. I'm actually making it as easy for her to say yes and start working with me as possible. Another um, tool suggestion for something like this is DocuSign, and again, using a CRM um, like Dubsado to get electronic signatures on contracts. The fourth thing was the ACH payments and invoices. So um, making money and bringing money in there to our businesses 
is pretty important. Um, you know, it's it's what keeps the lights on. It's what keeps us um, having the ability to, you know, live our lives and do the things we want to do. So we need to make sure that we are collecting the money for the magic that we are putting out in the marketplace. Um, but I don't think that you should have to chase it, right? Like getting your money shouldn't be a full-time job where you've got to constantly send out reminders, constantly go in and make um, invoices, those kind of things. So there are tools that will do ACHs, which are automatic clearinghouses. So those are things like if you have a membership, you can use something like a PayPal or like a FreshBooks to just automatically get those payments in um, from the business uh, or from your clients or your customers so that you're not on a monthly basis or a weekly basis like, oh, I've got to go send this invoice to such and such so she can pay me. Oh, I forgot to send you know, this invoice. On that uh, tangent, I, there was a client early on that I think for two months, I legit forgot to send an invoice to her. And I realized like, I was like, oh my gosh, like my cash flow looks weird. Like on paper, I don't understand what's happening. And I realized like, oh, I haven't sent this client an invoice for two months. And so then having to go back to that client and like, hey, so my bad, but now, you know, you owe me two months worth of payments because I forgot to send them out to you because of an oversight on my part. Talk about another embarrassing conversation. So leverage something like this so that you're not having to go through um, and request money every single time. It's a very automated kind of a thing. Your client says, yes, you get a contract out to them, you get an invoice out to them. Um, there are tools that um, will allow you to use payment schedules. So if you need to break payments out, again, it takes that mental load off of you that you don't have to remind yourself like, oh, on the 15th, I need to send the second invoice for this. Leverage your tools, leverage automation. PayPal is a good one for that, um, especially if you have memberships. FreshBooks is really great. If you have memberships or reoccurring um, invoices that go out to a client, they need to be paid automatically. And of course, you could use um, a CRM that has invoicing capability. Dubsado is one. I know that 17 Hats um, is one as well. And then the last word that I had as the top five is sending cards and gifts. So if you're anything like me when it comes to your business and your marketing kind of in general, I'm very relational um, in, in my approach, right? And so I like... I like, like the personal touch of things. Like I like sending out birthday cards primarily because I love my own birthday. Uh, it's always been a huge celebration. Um, I always get very excited about it. My husband laughs at me because I celebrate the whole month and he's like, your birthday is one day. And I'm like, mm, who says? I celebrate the whole month of October because it's my birth month. Um, so I love birthdays and because I love birthdays, I love celebrating other people's birthdays. And so I like sending out birthday cards to people that I work with, right? Or, you know, business owners, like it took a lot for them um, and for you and for me to actually step out on the ledge, right, and start this business, start this company. Um, some of us left corporate jobs in order to do this. And so I think that that is such an amazing thing to celebrate. I like celebrating business anniversaries. Um, it's part of my intake process, so I know when those things are happening. Um, but 
I also, as much as I think that they're important to me, I know myself and there have been times where I know that a client's birthday is coming up or I saw that something happened really amazing, like on Facebook, like, oh, this person just, uh, you know, launched a book or just spoke at this thing. And I want to say, oh my God, that was so amazing. I want to send you like a congratulations card or a thank you card, or I saw that you were sick and a, or a get well card. And I would go to the store and buy these cards for these occasions and these moments that I saw that I wanted to celebrate and hold space for and write in the cards and address the cards and put a stamp on the card. And then a couple of weeks later, I would look over and they'd still just all be sitting on my desk because I didn't do the last piece, which was actually take them to the post office. So there are tools they can actually automate that for you. Um, now, you know, part of our onboarding process is sending a, um, a thank you card to our clients. And so that is actually done by leveraging one Zapier. If you're not familiar with Zapier, it will be your best friend when it comes to automation. What Zapier is, is a, um, a platform that talks to other tools. So, you know, if you have this tool that you use um, to send out contracts and maybe this tool that you use, you know, to send out a card or a gift, Zapier will make sure that those two um, those tools talk to each other so that when this contract is signed, Zapier knows contract sign, send this card. Or, hey, this um, uh, appointment was booked, send this thank you for getting on my calendar. Like however you want to set things like that up. So some of my favorite things beyond just leveraging Zapier to create those automation um, workflows like between like the tools that you have again dubsado um you know that's the crm where you would do a lot of your business you would get those contracts signed um you would have like the invoices made those would be like the initial trigger that zapier would look at to then use some of these other tools like handwritten handwritten is a really great local company um here in phoenix that um will actually they have like these amazing printers that sit there and actually write out your message on a card. They take care of writing the messages, um, addressing them, putting them, you know, in the envelopes, putting a real physical stamp on them and sending them out. Um, the beauty of it is that they're not heavily branded. So you would never know that this is a card sent out by another company. It legit looks like you sat at your desk and wrote this very thoughtful message to your client or to your friend or to your coworker, or to your colleague. Um, another tool that you can leverage for this is Sugar Wish. So maybe you're not um, a card kind of person, but maybe you really like snacks, or maybe you really know that your client likes snacks. So that would be something that you could send them something sweet or send them something, um, you know, savory, right? But those are things that can be automated. Using a tool like Zapier in your CRM, hey, when this happens, like having a contract sign, I want you to send this card. When this happens, I want you to send a sugar wish to this client so they can pick a snack and have it delivered on me, but it's not something that you are physically going in and doing on your own. So hopefully those top fives were helpful um, in addition to the tools that we went over. Um, and I can ask, answer any questions um, when we get to the Q&A part. But I want to move on to um, being realistic, right? When it comes to leveraging automation in your business. I think that sometimes when we see like, hey, 
here's a problem that I have. And now I see the solution um, that I can use. I want to do and fix all this stuff at the exact same time. I want to put my schedule in place and put my um, get my contract signature thing in place. I want to get my CRM and like you want to do it all yesterday. Well, you can do all of the things. You can leverage automation in all of the ways in your business, but you have to be realistic as far as your implementation. You know, you're already feeling a certain kind of way. You're already feeling overwhelmed with the way that things are running in your business. Don't add to it. Don't give yourself unrealistic deadlines or timelines to do some of these things. And so that's where we're going to start talking about the prioritization of actually putting some of these automation tips in place. So that same survey that talked about, hey, I don't have the time to do everything that I want to do um, in my business, 32% of those same entrepreneurs said that they struggle with determining tasks to prioritize. So I want to give just a few tips for um, where you should start uh, leveraging automation in your business. So the first one is being um, respectful of any time sensitive deadlines that you have. So if you have um, an automation need um, in your business, make sure that you're looking at like your current workflow right now, you know, client things, internal projects that you have. If there is something that's really pressing, especially that somebody is paying you to get done, that's priority, right? Over getting your um, scheduler setup, right? So look at those kind of things, kind of see like, okay, here's like a pocket of time where I'm not dedicated to working on this project or I'm not dedicated to um, doing this with this particular group program right now. I can work on, you know, implementing my automated scheduler or this looks like a good time in, you know, on my calendar, I can work on setting up my CRM. So just be respectful of any time-sensitive deadlines that you have, especially for clients that um, are paying you because that's part of that white glove service, right, that we were talking about earlier. The next one is identifying any major gaps um, that you see in the business. The story that I told earlier about, um, you know, my client um, sharing that I made it harder for her to do business with me, that's a major gap. Right. I only needed to hear that feedback one time um, and I knew that I needed to remedy um, that particular gap in my business as quickly as I possibly could. So if there's something that you just know that is like a glaring thing that's out there that it's just like, oh, I really have to take care of this for just like the overall um, professionalism and uh, the way that like I'm presenting myself in the marketplace, that would be um, another filter to look through what it is you're actually prioritizing to identify and to remedy any immediate gaps that you see. And then um, if you don't have those two things kind of pressing against you, the next suggestion that I would give as far as prioritizing how to start implementing these things is following the flow of your customer, right? So think about their customer journey with you really from the beginning to the end, from how they're going to get on your calendar to that first phone call to what happens after that if they say yes or if they say no. If they say no, what does uh, further nurturing look like for that particular lead? If they say yes, what does my onboarding look like for that particular client? Um, and then what does fulfillment look like for them? 
What does offboarding look like for them? Really kind of map out what that customer flow looks like and then start implementing things that are going to make it easier for you, take things off of your plate and make it easier for them to say yes to you every step along the way, right? So, you know, if the first thing is like, you know, they go to your site or they meet you at a networking thing and the first part of your process is you want to get on the call with them, then it would make sense to start with, you know, automating your schedule. So hopefully that makes sense. Map out your client journey and then start putting pieces in place where you can leverage automation and get things off of your plate. Um, and then with that, remember that the goal is realistic progress. Um, again, you know, I talked about, hey, don't put that undue pressure on yourself that like, oh my gosh, there's so many things I need to leverage automation for. I need to just bang all these out, you know, this upcoming weekend. Is that really realistic? Again, thinking about the different things that you're, you're doing, right? You know, those different roles that you play in your life. Make sure that you're setting realistic timelines, things that aren't going to stress you out in order to get these things implemented um, in just a realistic way and celebrate the progress that you make. Because, hey, if you are just working on one system at a time, you know, you're going to make progress over um, over time and it might take you a little bit longer. Right. But the progress is still there. So just. Be gentle with yourself, set realistic deadlines. So just to, to summarize, right? Automating the grind and reclaiming your time, calculating the cost. What is it really costing you not to leverage automation in your business right now? What are those things that you need to fire yourself beyond even the top five that I shared you? Because there's tons more. I just didn't want to overwhelm um, everybody with this long, exhaustive list. But those top five, if you are doing, touching any part of those things in your process, fire yourself today. Like, make it up in your mind. I'm fired. <laughs> Say that to yourself. The third thing is be realistic with the timelines that you have to implement some of these solutions in your business. Um, so this is where I want to go back to that first question. And what does life look like with reclaimed time in your day? If you can start putting in the chat some of the things that you thought about, you know, what is it going to look like if you can reclaim 15 minutes a day? What is it going to look like if you can reclaim an hour a day? And Chelsea, if you can read some of those responses as they start coming in, what did you come up with? Like, what were the things going through your mind? Like, oh, this is what I would do if I had this extra time in my day. So feel free to add those responses in the chat. If you want to raise your hand, I can also allow you to talk. If you want to do a shout out, we can do it shout out style. Yes. Um, I know that it's in working in um, with Cahoots and Hub when we've leveraged automation, I'll just share a little bit on my side. It really helps with opening up time in my schedule to think about the hard stuff. Mm. Like I get to reclaim some of that time to work on the bigger things and the things kind of like we were talking about that really move the business forward versus yeah. just the stuff that I have to do to make it run. Yes. Um, uh, we said getting in more recreational reading, get some mm -hmm. sleep, self-care. I want to jump on that train too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So um, if 
you are needing some support with automating the grind and reclaiming your time, please feel free to reach out to me on social media. You can find me anywhere um, as Louisa Jones on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, um, even on YouTube. Um, and if you want us to just have a conversation, we can get on, have a 20 minute conversation about what might be going on in your business, what's actually causing you overwhelm, um, and you know, maybe think about some solutions that could be put in place for you. Please feel free to go out to the website that I talked about earlier, workwithlivisa.com, schedule a connection call, and let's just talk about things that are going on in your business um, and how there might be a solution out there, especially when it comes to leveraging automation in your business. Thanks again for watching this presentation. If you need support with your systems and leveraging automation, please go to workwithlavisa.com to schedule a connection call with me today.